Have you ever heard that phrase that social media is actually more addictive than cigarettes or alcohol? Well, turns out it may actually be true because social media has been linked to a number of mental disorders and an increase in stress and anxiety in the general populace. Today, John and I are going to talk about how a lot of these platforms have actually induced or created more stress amongst a lot of young individuals such as ourselves. Let's scale it down. Okay, so John, how, let's be honest. How um, how much time do you spend on social media per day? Uh, lately or I guess historically? I guess historically. I mean, if, if you feel like you've been doing it more or, or less lately. Yeah, so I guess before when I was at the peak of my social media usage, I think I was probably on it for like five hours a day, like cumulatively all throughout the day. Um, on the weekends, it would probably be like six or seven. But now... I feel like you don't do it as much as you used to. I mean, even back when I was still in dental school, you used to do a lot of social media. Like, you know, like I would see you like a lot of pictures or like comment or something mm -hmm. or like... But nowadays, I barely see you on social media, I feel like. Yeah. All right. So I just opened up my Instagram to see over the past seven days of time of recording, what it, my average uh, time spent daily on Instagram was. So today is Tuesday. And starting from last Wednesday, I spent one minute on Instagram. Next, last Thursday, I spent seven minutes on Instagram. On Friday, I spent six minutes on Instagram. And this Saturday, oh my God, I spent 57 minutes on Instagram. Jesus, what a waste of time. And then I spent 15 minutes on Sunday. Oh, let me see how much. And then yesterday, I spent two minutes. And today, I spent five minutes. So I have a, a weekly average of, I don't know, like something around five minutes per day. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Last Wednesday was 27 minutes for me. Thursday was 29 minutes for me. 17 minutes was on Friday. 14 minutes on Saturday. Sunday was 6 hours and 12 minutes. I don't know how that came out. <laughs> and then Monday was 46 minutes. And then today was 27 minutes. I don't know. What was I doing on Sunday? What do you normally watch on Instagram? Oh, wait. No, that's a dumb question. I already know. Uh, dental surgeries. <laughs> Just dental surgeries for six hours? Are you kidding me? Is that the honest answer, Albert? No, it, it that can't that can't be right because Sunday I was at church all day and I didn't have my phone on me. Seems like you were a little bored during service. No, 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 no. But um, daily average it says is an hour sixteen minutes, which I admit is a lot. I mean, oh, it gives you a daily average. I think. Oh, my daily average is thirteen yeah. minutes. Better than mine, yeah. I, I guess to be honest, you know, social media itself is not a very healthy output. I know a lot of my friends are obsessed with it. Like, you know, they try to post different pictures of their foods, like where they're going every day. And, you know, this is actually an interesting topic that I, or conversation that I had with my ex. And I was just like, no, it was basically like about time spent on social media. And you know what she said? She said, Oh, whenever I'm sad or lonely or depressed, I post pictures. Whenever I'm happy or too busy, I never post anything. But when I'm sad, I post stuff. And I thought about it. I was like, that's kind of true for a lot of people that I've talked to. I mean, especially a lot of people in the health field that I've talked to. Um, they post a lot. I, don't, I think like regardless of health field or not, I think people are doing it 
seeking approval from others right they they want to they want people to they want to get those likes it's a huge dopamine rush like you just if you like the moment you see like i don't know everyone has a different threshold for me if i get five likes i'm pretty happy so if i get five likes like, all right my job is done i don't have to open instagram anymore. before until then if i do make a post like i don't know randomly like i think i post maybe once every three or four months now maybe and if i do make a post until I get that five like threshold, I open Instagram like every 30 seconds. Like, did I get a like? Did someone like it? Out of my 297 followers, did someone like it? Um, and once I, once I get five, I'm like, all right. You know, I set a pretty low bar, so I'm happy. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think people who have busier lives, and by busier, you can define busier, busier, you know, it's subjective. Do you think they'll be on Instagram more? Or do you think someone with no life would be on Instagram more? I think people who have no lives would actually spend less time on Instagram. Yes, I agree. Because I'm an example. I have absolutely no life. And I don't spend time on Instagram at all. Because you know what? I have nothing to share. Like, I have nothing to show you because I'm doing nothing. Like, I can't, I'm not going to take pictures of my food. Because I'm eating the same thing every single day. Like, <laughs> like how can I show you pictures of the crappy homemade food or the crappy takeout that I'm getting? I mean, I can upload pictures of my dog, but it's always going to be on my couch. It's always going to be in my room on the rug or like on top of my bed. I mean, I can take pictures of her walking, but we walk the same route every single day. Yeah. I mean, okay. To be honest, my consciousness, like conscious time spent on Instagram is actually not that much. The reason being is looking at Instagram makes me hella depressed. Like, have you ever felt that before? Mm -hmm. So Instagram doesn't make me hella depressed. It just, now I look at it and I don't think much of it. Like, it's just, it just goes in passing. But I do remember, I think this was when I was in fourth year med school. I was, that's when I was kind of uh, at the peak of using Instagram because I'd rather do anything other than studying. I kind of just jumped to Instagram. But Instagram made me super depressed. I see, like, med school, dental school, all these different, like, terminal degree schools, they take a long time to finish. Most people just do college, four years, go start working, maybe or a master's. master's two years. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So that's still very short. It's like, I mean, relative to us. So mm -hmm. they're out there working, they're making money, they're traveling, they're doing all these crazy stuff. And here I am just lugging my ass to the library, getting ready for my next exam. And then I'm just kind of sitting there studying looking at Instagram during my break time, like, God damn it, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like, I'm just rotting away in this corner cubicle while other people are going traveling the world, uploading pictures of all the nice things that they're doing. Like, they're getting married. They're having children. And at, at, at one point, I'm just like, Jesus, like, I have so much catching up to do. I think, like, did I, like, did I totally screw up my entire life path by going this route? I mean, I know some people who... Would kill to be a doctor got married during med school i mean maybe i personally don't know anyone that that ever thought that but i i don't there's that thing uh the grass is greener on the other side like in your shoes the other people you were like envious of them of their living their life and then those there are some people who are living that life they're like ah oh, man i wish i could have studied more and gone to med school or dental school or whatever <laughs> 
I actually haven't met a single person who was pre-med, didn't get into med, and say, I still wish I was a do- I, I became a doctor. I have not met a single person. Really? Yeah. Like, no one... Growing up, you don't know shit, and you think doctors, the doctor path is, like, the, the path to success. Mm-hmm. When you grow up, you realize that that's, that's a load of baloney. Yeah. So, even now, so, basically, we've talked about it. You know my schedule. Like, my lifestyle is a lot of work. I mean, I... I do this for my free time. Uh, I do my own special project for work, and then I work six days a week. So my my daily life is a loaded schedule of just like going back and forth, you know, driving an hour to two hours, sometimes three hours a day, working like eight to six, nine to six, whatever. And then like, I don't have a lot of free time. And I see a lot of my classmates, because when I was in dental school, everyone's instagram stories or posts were the same i'm struggling in school i'm dying like i want to eat something nice and you know i never really noticed it but then it's been two years since coming out of school and people who graduated with me they have like they're driving nice cars they're eating really nice food they're going to vacations they they have like they're working five days a week and they have two days for themselves their families their loved ones whatever and then I kind of get like a little bit of just like, ah, oh, damn, did I do something wrong? Like, why am I working like this? Social comparison. I think right here, the social comparison yeah, theory. It, it does. Yeah. Honestly, it does. Because and then on top of that, social media is just like I'm at the age where we're both at the age where every week there's a new wedding photo coming up. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't go on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, fine. <laughs> I do. I do get some invitations and. I am legitimately happy for a lot of the people, and I do want to attend some of them. No, oh, of course. But, no, I, I, I see some photos. I do like when I when you open Instagram. It usually I usually see one or two, and I scroll. I'm like, okay, that's enough. Everything seems boring. And I close it. But yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I will admit I felt the exact same way as you. Like, shit, everyone's fucking getting married. Like, what the hell am I doing? I think at the time, I did not have a girlfriend. Let me let me think. Mm-hmm. No, I did. Did I? Whatever, I can't remember. It's a long time ago. <laughs> um, but there was a moment when I didn't have a girlfriend. And I saw all those pictures. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, for me to get there, I have to find someone and date them for a certain amount of time. See if we're compatible to get married and then get married. And this whole process of getting married is like, you know, that's 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 a lot of work and a lot of time to just prepare. Right. You can't just like, oh, let's get married. Right? You have to put in time. I mean, you could. You could. You but could. ideally, I would like at least some sort of ceremony. Like, I'm not thinking anything big, but at least having, at the very least, family. But, I don't know. Like, I felt the same way. I don't know how I got out of it, but I did. But I think the key is to just not go on that goddamn app for so like, for, like, just go on. I only use it for DMs. I message people. <laughs> I think I check it, like, once a day. Maybe once every two days. And not checking Instagram has made me extremely productive because you don't feel down all the time. Um, yeah, honestly, Instagram, it it still makes me kind of like it, it makes me like I think what I'm most bitter about Instagram is just like it kind of sets these like a social environment. Like people look at it and they have certain expectations of what they their of their lives should look like. And then especially in relationships too, they kind of push. Don't you think those photos, some of those photos do not, do not represent 
reality for the people who are posting it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like well, I don't. I remember. Yeah, um, I don't buy into any of that shit. I remember there's um, one spot, like one uh, one picture of people who always take up this like restaurant or like bar in in New York, and then there's this one spot that looks so nice and so gorgeous and like with a great city view. I went this past November, and I took a look around and I found this place and I looked. And I was like, it's not that good. I mean, there's that one little three foot by three foot area where the scenic view is so great and it's just like photogenic and like it's worth taking a picture of. But beyond that, it's just it's New York. It's still smells like new york it's still new york and still just that meh but i mean i mean the main reason that it gave me a lot of stress is like even when i was dating in the past like people would be like oh i want to have a wedding like this why like oh i want to live a life like this why can't you like do something similar to this like i've heard that from people before so it's not okay so other people who get stressed out from instagram are pushing their stresses on put that stress yeah. onto me exactly god i f mm. tell me you haven't been through that before not from I, from instagram not from instagram but just i guess cultural cultural standards or what their perception of cultural standards are like like for example we talked we were on the topic of marriage right so ceremonies mm -hmm. how much should a wedding ceremony cost to me i don't think it freaking matters like it's it's however you decide fits like your finances is different for every single fucking person but i had several instances where the idea of marriage brought up regardless if i was serious about it or not and they had you know they had their own expectations based off of their friends and other people it's like well a marriage ceremony should cost each of us like a hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars one person even said each person like her ideal and this was a person that i was not dating by the way it, it was it was it was one date it was not a relationship and it came up in a conversation and she told me in an her ideal wedding ceremony would be each person putting in half a million dollars i'm like what the fuck is a one million dollar wedding like are we gonna be like like is this baby jesus that's gonna just kind of fall down from the sky and say congratulations you two are married it's like we're the only people that fucking got like who's what what do they call those people the people that like i pronounce you husband and wife who are the what are they called oh yeah brides and groomsmen i don't know bride and groom. no no the guy who like the the guy who per, uh, announces you guys married oh the oh you mean like the pastor or like the preacher or the oh what's it called yeah the, that guy wedding the wedding like the yeah. the marrying man or woman or mm -hmm. the person that mm -hmm. so like like i i don't know like a million dollars i feel like fucking jesus would come down and then god would just kind of like you know <laughs> sprinkle some salt on your head and be like oh, you guys are now curse free you, you're gonna live with no disease so i don't know i thought that was that was bizarre that was insane i kind of never talked to her did like you that, but. i'm trying to f I remember who that uh, that uh he's a taiwanese comedian let me look it up uh Oh, Ronnie Cheng. That's his name. It's not Jeremy. Um, so Ro Ronnie Cheng, he said this Oh, the joke. Malaysian like, guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was Taiwanese, but he asked the audience, how much do you love your wife? I love my wife so, mu so much, I married her three times. Not in three separate occasions, but three times in each continent. Because, I mean, Asian people have this, like, a lot of, like, okay, I'll be honest, fobs have this, like, kind of idea, like, oh, you know, if they're 
they have family in korea or in america they do a wedding ceremony in america they do a ceremony in korea and they have a ceremony for just family yeah that's uh i i i've never had that conversation but i've always thought about it when i whenever i was dating it's like wait if, if we get married like is the marriage ceremony is the ceremony going to be in korea is it going to be in america i'm from canada so would it be in canada even though in canada like i have very few friends that are still in canada my family's there but that's just like what like three people so i've i've had those thoughts so that means you would have four weddings then <laughs> oh with the family too yeah oh, god yeah I even, like i didn't even know that i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah but but because um honestly i mean maybe it's a it's a korean american like a second generation mentality it's like because they understand like it's hard to buy a house and they it's hard to like get no. settled down so, so every dollar counts <clears throat> so like i think you gotta be a living under a rock or a complete idiot or you know maybe you have some sort of traumatic head injury from way back in the day if you absolutely do not know that the the like housing market is crazy it's really expensive to buy houses it's extremely hard to get a house for most people mm -hmm. that's why um a lot of people a lot of the millennials are you know they're fighting for that stuck in rentals yeah, yeah they're stuck in rentals yeah. and and it's, and it's funny because people keep saying like oh yeah like the benefits of living in like rental complexes versus owning property and then i see all these articles pop. i'm like dude i think we're just trying to like find ways to cheer ourselves up by reading this shit like writing this shit it's like obviously living rental has its benefits because you are able to move around more freely i guess i guess that's one mm -hmm. but honestly you're just paying for temporary housing with no return long run it's you're just burning cash essentially and you know with uh, the price of rental property the, the, these days it actually costs more to rent a property than a mortgage on a house but to, in order to get a mortgage you need like proof of income you need a large lump sum of cash in order to do a down payment and what's worse is that and like whatever the house is listed for it never sells for that price it's, 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 only it's go always up. higher because people are like i don't know exactly people are coming and giving them like just like yo i'll pay half of it cash at this price and they like outbid everyone it's like well how can i compete it's crazy like people are coming from like really wealthy people from out of country are coming and just doing mm -hmm. that is what i heard i don't know yeah that's what that's what my real, it, it real is, estate uh, friend told me so in georgia it's really common that a lot of um i mean we've had a lot of like people from like different countries come in yeah and they come in they buy huge pro lots of property and then or they did it like a couple years back and now they're selling it for like so much money because they know those lots are going to be needed for houses because i mean people are needing to buy houses more and more often i mean i think so the concept of buying houses it came from like okay we need to settle down we need to like start a foundation for like having a family of raising kids if they ever decide to have kids but then that image of housing changed to one of like oh having more property means more passive income having more passive income means i can work less so when dirt like when uh, property was super cheap people used to buy that then like literally like acres and acres and then they would put like you know like local businesses like h marts in the area and that's how they they would make passive income mm -hmm. That's what housing 
and that's what eventually kind of led that's one of the factors that led to this housing market bubble it's like there's increased demand a gross like lack of supply and i mean that's where it kind of all got us here to got to this point yeah i mean we can't do i honest to god like i i totally understand the concern but i i am like i believe in evolution i guess so to speak i can't think of a better word to describe it but if we're doing the if we're doing the same things that our ancestors did in order to find success then that means we've absolutely have zero progress on how to find wealth so doing what they did and trying to find success that way i mean that worked in their time but in our time that's not a good way like the rich can do that and continue to do it but if you're not rich at that time find some other avenue to get rich I don't, I don't, I, I think, uh, there's a lot of people online that complain about it. And I, I, I read those articles and I see those videos. I'm just like, well, what's complaining going to do for you? Kind of just accept it's it some, and then find yeah, your own some. way. <laughs> That's what they did. Like some a lot of people, they found their own way. And like back a long time ago, like I'm talking like our grandparents, maybe great grandparents land was not as expensive. And I don't know my, my grandparents, my, on my mom's side, they were farmers. They had a lot of land, right? And that land sold for a lot. So, yeah, they had their own ways. Like, and they, they, so I'm just saying that they weren't super, super, super rich, but that was just how they got comfortable. Right. And, you know, the past like couple of years, you know, cryptocurrency has gotten so big, you know, like. That's just going to fucking make everyone poor, man. Exactly. I mean, that's why a lot of people our age, they lost a lot of money yeah. in Korea because they all bought into like Dogecoin, like yeah, uh, they were, they were Ether- fucking, uh, Ethereum. It was on the fucking news telling people like to not buy that yeah, shit. I mean, I remember like, cause I actually at one point made profit off of, um, do- like cryptocurrency and, uh, it was Dogecoin and Shiba Inu. It was literally, I bought it as a joke and it, exponentially went up i think the most i I ever experienced was like 400 percent or something like that but like still Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i made like thousands and thousands like like money like that but of course what i'm saying is like i realized how volatile it is because i sold it a couple days later people were like oh we need to buy more of it and the price shot up even more and i was like oh man maybe i should have bought more the day after people were saying that crashed literally it's a bubble to like being worth nothing i mean it's a huge bubble yep i know but like it's like so I remember one point, so this is like a couple months back. I, I, I did dating apps for a little bit and there's one girl who liked me and I was like, okay, I'll like back. But, um, she mentioned to me like, oh, how come you don't invest in cryptocurrency? Like, that's a great way to start your passive income. I was like, that's not passive income. That's a gamble. And a lot of people are our age, like mid twenties to like early or mid thirties, even early forties, a lot of people are pumping like tens of thousands of dollars, a life savings, or like some people. Are, I know people who use their education loans into like cryptocurrency, and they went negative, like their value went negative, so they lost all that money. They still owe money to the banks for their school loans, and on top of that, it's a huge hit to the pride because like why would you want to invest on something it, it's a ba- basically a giant monopoly and a giant scam 
and I don't know. I, I don't know how many times I've heard it, but like people just saying like, oh, crypto is going to be the next thing that makes us a millionaire. I, I'm sorry. If, if you feel like you are the only person in the world who knows cryptocurrency and you feel like you're going to become a millionaire off of it, there's going to be like a thousand other millionaires right next to you. And that's not how society works. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's like there are some there are some people that actually became millionaires from Bitcoin. But it's there not a lot. There are a lot more people who lost a ridiculously large amount of money compared to those who became really rich. So I personally don't do stocks at all. <clears throat> the only stocks I have yeah, are I mean, stocks that are given to me for free. Well, I guess technically not free because I work for it. Um, <laughs> and my 401k. Those are it. Yeah, I mean, that those those are not really stocks. Those are more funds more so like long-term funds yeah, exactly yeah. but i mean it's still technically like the stock market ish like they still have like gross it and is. sometimes it dips down it's not really stocks i do agree um my company stocks are stocks. but you do like a portfolio yeah right but like a lot of times like 401ks those are portfolios like yeah if you have portfolios like unless there's like a huge economic like market bubble and crash you're not going to see everything go red like what like yeah i have no idea what my thing is even like i don't even check i all i did was i um i told them to adjust it based on my age and like how much of a risk i can take and reassess every single year so i have no i never check which honestly it, that's a that's a good way to wor like word it because you it's not like you're telling them oh find me the way to make the quickest buck you're telling them keep me just in the positive keep me in the green yeah. that's all i'm asking yeah. you that's, find a way to make honestly me fine. as much money taking like the appropriate amount of risk given my age and the age i want to retire at and if you if if mm -hmm. i gain a lot more great if i don't then whatever like i don't i don't really care like that's right my for to be mm -hmm. honest like my 401k is not going to be it's i'm not going to rely on that as my retire fu retirement funds so let me tell you a crazy story um so there was a girl that i knew and she told me about how she was doing a part-time like basically she was doing day trading i was like where the hell did you get because day trading you need like you need to move like fifteen thousand twenty five thousand dollars per day yeah like worth in stocks worth in stocks and i asked her i was like where the hell are you getting this money and she was like oh i started on OnlyFans." i was like oh my god you actually started on OnlyFans." But isn't doesn't it depend on the content though? Like so I I know that OnlyFans, I I mean I've never paid for one. I don't really know what it's about. But from what I've seen on YouTube, that platform originally, if you look at the history of it, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly from a Watch Mojo video, it, it was literally saying it was a way for artists to connect with viewers. Like let's say like Cardi B or like um, I don't know. Thinking of all these mainstream rappers, I don't mm -hmm. even know their names, but like that's how they connect with fans. But then it, but yeah, I mean, anyways, back to the whole day trading. Yeah, that, that, I was just like, you were moving 15 to $25,000 yeah. per day in stocks just from that alone. And I know of so many people, like I used to hang out with a lot of gamers, and a lot of gamers did that too, as side hustle, side cash. Because, I mean, this is especially during the pandemic. OnlyFans? Yeah. And then they use that to... Guys? No, no, no girls. But, and then they oh, would okay. use that money for day trading. And they start, like, they would use that profit to buy houses and property and, like, cars. And I'm just like, 
Man. Meanwhile, I'm barely getting by on my bills. Which kind of brings up the next avenue of like how how damn every how damn expensive everything is. Inflation is real. Uh, apparently, I saw. I also saw, I don't have time these days to click on the news and read everything, but I saw like a news heading where I think it was like Joe Biden. He he talked about the inflation that's been going on. Mm-hmm. He had a. I think he did. You, did his, you read about that? Yeah, and you know he was like the number one like economic crisis right now is inflation. I mean, it is true. I mean gas today was super high I, I think it was like when i was driving by it was like 379 a couple days ago it was like 358 or something 359 but it was like 20 oh, cents shit. in one day and uh, like i mean that, do you remember what it was back in the pandemic during the pandemic it was like 293 i think the lowest i ever saw was, was i think it was even lower than that was it i maybe it was before i got my car but like when i got my car i remember yeah. at one point it was like 293 and i was just like wow and that's why I got a bigger car because I was like, I'm a big guy. So I was like, oh, I'll get a big car. Now I'm kind of regretting it, though. I'm just like, oh, damn. He's eating more gas. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just idle. Why is my gas half full now? I just filled it th- like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, okay. Inflation is real because I think we talked about it too, but yeah. pho used to be like 6 $7 a bowl. Now, in order to get pho, oh, it's man. like $15 now. I mean, fifteen dollars. Some places seventeen dollars. Yeah, I mean, granted, I'm comparing prices from twenty years ago. Of course, there's natural inflation, but like the past, like I would say eight or nine months, the inflation has been crazy. And you know, yeah, if you look at the politics, like Republicans are saying that Democrats, you know, like with all these stimulus checks and funds, it's driving up the interest rates, driving up the inflation. Do you think it's? Do what do you think? I, I do partially agree with it. I mean. Okay. I agree with it as well. Yeah, because like money is not an it, okay, money these days is a lot of it's digital, right? It's but it's not an abstract mm-hmm. concept. Concept. It's an actual physical thing. Like we have a certain amount of money. We can't just keep printing out money like we used to, like printing yeah. out bills. Yeah. But then if you're giving that out to uh, stimulus checks, which by itself is a good idea. I mean, a lot of the stimulus checks were being used to help support mom, local mom and pop shops during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that was a good idea. I mean, you got to keep the local businesses alive because in order for an econ- in order for an economy to stay healthy, you have to have people spending money. If everyone's holding on to money but not spending it, that's actually bad for the economy. We need a constant in and yeah. out flow of money. Mm-hmm. So, but then it's like equilibrium yeah. if you want to think about it that way, right? Yeah. If there's if there's too much on one side, then the, the other side can pull harder. Exactly. Exactly. Um I don't know. I so that's here's my here's here's my take on it. It's you have an idea, and when you make the idea, I think for the most part it's good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's this like one saying that I've heard: "Don't let perfection be the enemy of the good." Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to make something too perfect, then you know it's you're not going to be able to complete it, and it's not going to be able to do the good that it's doing. So the stimulus check, I think it was good. It was made with good intentions. It had good purpose, but you know where the problem was. People were thinking of it the as people. free money. Exactly. The fucking people. It's like, oh my God, like Jesus Christ. Like I read somewhere, I don't know a single person who did this or no one has openly admitted it to me, but I've just read online that people were saying like, hey, like I'm making more money off the stimulus check than I was in working. Like, I was working. Mm-hmm. So like, why would I, not the stimulus checker, whatever that COVID support program was right. called, I don't remember. They were saying, like, why do I have to work if I'm making more money and I'm not working? And they just didn't work. Like, 
Jesus Christ, like, what the hell? There's still, it's still like that these days. Even in, like, I don't know, because I feel like your workforce is primarily all, like, professionals. Like, a lot of people who have gone to school and, like, they did, like, master's programs, like, professional, like, medical or, or like, anything. The majority. Fields, or, like, pharmacy. Yeah, the yeah. majority of them. But then, especially even in, like, small business, like, dentist, dental offices are small offices. So, we hire a lot of people who... Some of them are, are called RDAs or registered dental assistants. Some people are yeah, yeah. like they work regular day to day to day jobs and then they sometimes work part time as a dental assistant or they used to. But then with all these stimulus checks and like these um, COVID support programs, a lot of them, they don't work. That's why it's they so hard. To it's still hard to find a yeah. worker. But then, you know, what's even more messed up. Some of those people then file for unemployment uh, unemployment benefits saying that they were fired yeah what yeah okay yeah, that's that's all fucked up that's yeah. all too fucked up for me to handle i mean I, there are some people i'm not saying a lot of them but there are some people who try to manipulate the system to get a fast buck i mean <laughs> yeah it's a few bad apples man yeah the but a few, few bad, bad apples. apples they start to add up i mean uh, and yeah know. because it's like fucking rotting like imagine you have a bad apple and mm -hmm. it's because there's like some weird ass fucking bacteria on it that's mm -hmm. killing it it's gonna fucking spread to every single fucking apple like <laughs> jesus christ it's like the plague yeah exactly um i mean we, wow we talked a lot we basically started from social media to like you know social pe like pressure about like regarding like marriage and like like responsibilities that are expected of us from like our family or like future spouses or whatever all the way to like money investment i mean it it, it kind of comes out around full circle because you know during covid a lot of posts that i like saw on instagram were people talking about like hey make sure you collect your covid benefits with the money i collected from the benefits i bought a car like i, I there are so many people like bragging and posting about that yeah there was i saw i saw some posts like that um and i think everything that we talked about is still related to social media, mm -hmm. right? So stocks during COVID, I think COVID really helped it kind of boom. I think during COVID is when I got off all of my social media things. Mm -hmm. um, but I know a lot of people started using it a bit more just because there was nothing else to do. Right. And on social media, the, a lot of the posts were talking about marriage and how they can't get married. And then what happened after that was when the pandemic quote unquote ended, they're all getting married and like you have like this plethora of wedding posts back to back to back from like five different accounts. Mm -hmm. And then during COVID, people were talking about stocks because they had nowhere else to spend their money. They used mm -hmm. to go out, meet their friends and do all this stuff. And I was like, well, I have no money, like nowhere to spend my money. I'm just going to dump into stocks. And a lot of people started getting into stocks then. So, yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure, not pressure, sorry. There's a lot of influence that social media has on a lot of people. Like, I know people who said that they swore they were never going to do stocks. They swore mm -hmm. because they, they, they viewed it as gambling. Like, I'm never going to touch stocks. And this was like back in like 2017. I had this conversation with them. Fast forward to pandemic times. They're like, oh my God, I just bought all these stocks. And I lost this much money. Time to put more money in and get that money back. Like, hmm, what does that sound like to you? What does that sound like right now? Gambling. It sounds like a lot like fucking gambling. Yeah. So, because it's, it's crazy, the power that social media has over people. 
Yeah, I mean, because the most common posts I saw during the pandemic for like stocks, so like I remember time like Apple rose crazy and then Tesla was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When people, yep. when there's a point, I think sometime last September, it dipped and people were like, buy more stocks now because when it's, it's only going to go up more. And yes, of course it went up. Which one, Apple or Tesla? All of them, all the Both? stocks. Yeah. Um, and I remember it did go up and people were going even crazier and they were spending more and like, putting so much money into these stocks and now right now we've kind of hit that wall i mean an increase in interest rates that's kind of caused the stocks to kind of falter and it's it's really jumping up and down up and down i mean it's been going crazy i mean right now we're kind of living in a very toxic age of social media how much of us how much of an influence does social media have on you like you mentioned before that seeing all those wedding pictures it really i guess it didn't you didn't take it in a very positive way because you're comparing it to your own progress but generally now generally now is it still the same worse uh better well you know i've what i've come to like terms with it's like like i said before the grass is greener greener on the other side and that's perfectly true and it applies for the situation as well i mean yeah i see my friends going on vacation pictures i'm just like well good for them but you know do you think the people that are going on vacations like let's say they're in the same situation as you they have they have all these student loans they're they've been working for a very similar amount of time and they have their you said that you mentioned that they're buying these fancy cars they have a family they they bought property they're going on vacation if, if assuming that they're doing all that financially uh, doing that like independently not having their parents buy everything for them do you think that they're happy do you think that their loans are not getting bigger do you think that their loans are they're also paying off their loans while doing all of these crazy things i don't think so realistically no i think they're probably adding to their loans their, their debt's getting bigger for this for the current momentary happiness for that dopamine rush so i think what it is like is it the smartest move i don't think so yeah of course i agree it's not the smartest move and that's why i kind of came to terms with it but i'm assuming let's say they make the same amount as me and i i would say i'm just at the average of what a dentist makes maybe slightly higher but assuming they're in the same financial circumstances as me yeah they i'm sure they have the ability to but are do it what but do I think they're happy? Not necessarily because they're right now they're on that dopamine rush of like, oh, I'm a dentist. I'm a doctor. I can do this now. I can do that now. And pretty soon it's going to catch up to them when they realize, okay, I just spent the past two years spending a lot of money that I could been that could have been used towards establishing a more stable future. And I don't think many have realized it, but I mean, hopefully it come to a realization because I, I kind of had a rude awakening too, because I remember, like I said, when you make a certain amount and usually I think what they say statistically is like, if you make about 115 K a year, you're more than happy. Anything more than that is kind of considered surplus. That is kind of true. I think because after you meet that certain minimal amount, all the other money you're putting to it's either saving it up or excess spending excessive spending wait so how long ago did you hear this uh i would have said that like a year ago maybe two years ago it's probably now like 125 oh, so it's recent yeah. so it's 
Oh, with the inflation? I don't mean, I, that's... You 10K in one year? Maybe. Actually, no, that's reasonable. That's reasonable, given that's, the inflation rate right now. It's probably around 8%. I, I would like to say food and like stuff in the grocery store has increased in about 8%. Roughly. Okay, that's that's reasonable, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about like I gas or anything like that, or like like other commodities like gold or silver. But I'm talking about like a carton of eggs. It used to be like Trader Joe's was like one ninety nine. Now it's like two fifteen or something like that. Yeah, one twenty five is exactly eight percent. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, roughly eight percent. So, like, let's say yeah. you need in today's standards one hundred twenty five k to be considered to be stable and happy. For a, for what? A single person, single person or a family? Single person. Single person. Yeah. Um, anything beyond that point is ex- excessive spending. Let, let's say you make like 160000 a year. You have $35,000 to spend. You could put that 35000 towards investing or like saving up. Or you can spend that 35000 into taking like 10 vacations a whole year, like once a month. Are they happy right now? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, are they happy right now? Maybe. But... Even vacations get old after time. Yeah, I mean, you gotta time. be you gotta be reasonable. I mean, I, no, I totally think vacations are okay, like one hundred percent. It's a break from, it's an escape from reality, and I think that's really important for your mental health. Like one hundred percent, I support vacations. I think vacations are good. I personally don't go on a lot of vacations because my vacation is my trip home to my family, and that's my break. That's my escape. Other people want to go see different parts of the world, experience different cultures. Yeah, that's that's totally cool. If that's what makes you decrease your stress level and help you be able to handle everything mentally from the busy work day that you have or whatever other stressor is going on in your life. Yeah, 100%. Go for it. But doing it in accession, I think that's it becomes questionable whether it's like responsible or not financially. Like, are you doing it for like, the gram? Really? Yeah, are you like, yeah, what's the purpose behind it? Are you really doing it because you feel like there's some sort of like mental buildup of a lot of these stress and anxiety and all these other negative things that kind of accumulate over work and over the day, course of the days where you're actively trying to do something? Or is it just because you want to get that dopamine rush from just to say that you traveled or just traveling or just to brag on Instagram or whatever other social media platform that you're using? I don't know. I think... Those like once a month intern. I I like I've heard from I've heard of people that do that. Once a month international travel, unless your job carries you there. You're taking a lot of money. Like, I think that's a, I, I think that's I think that's excessive. Right. And these people that I heard like they, they shared with me how much they make. I'm like, how are you affording this? Like, what are you like? You're really literally zeroing out or and or building debt to like go somewhere and they don't. It's not like they go to like Barcelona. I went to Barcelona when I was in med school. And you know where I stayed? I didn't stay at like this fancy hotel. I stayed at a hostel. A, a fucking hostel. Do you think these people who are trying to go on these like lavish trips are going to be like, oh, I'm going to you know, go international. I want to go every single month. But just to save money, I'm going to go stay at a hostel. No. Most of them are going to be like, you know, fucking like five star hotel take a picture of like the scenic view outside the window where they have like ocean wide view or like city wide view or like whatever freaking view i don't know but you know if it makes you happy go for it like you only live once but no so you talk about your life and how it was back then to 
what it is like now. Do you think, do you feel overall more happy now? I'm proud of myself. Definitely. I mean, and that contributes to your happiness, I'm guessing. Kind of. Uh, am I happy as an individual? You know, you can't really have everything in life. I mean, if you ask someone on the street, what, what, what does it take to be happy in life? Someone on the streets will say, like, you know, having three meals a day and having a roof over my head. Technically, by that definition, I am happy. I, I should be happy. And then you, you talk to someone else and maybe be like, oh, I want to drive a nice car like and like live in a big house. Yeah. I, it really depends. Super subjective. Yeah. Um, but in my if I look at it very subjectively, I'm in a good place. There's always room for improvement. Um, professional life, I think I'm very... I'm getting more fulfilled, more fulfillment as time goes by. Mm -hmm. In personal life, I think I need to definitely find a better personal life balance. I mean, I think that's why even now sometimes I try to stay away from social media too because of like a little bit of envy towards my peers and colleagues. Yeah. I mean, so that was kind of like a trick question, uh, at least from mm -hmm. my perspective, because I don't believe that mood stays static mm -hmm. if so if someone says if someone that was were to ask me like are you happy with where you are in life right now i'd be like sometimes i am and sometimes i'm not right and i think that's how it's gonna be and that's how it's always been and that's how it's gonna continue to be because sometimes i'm gonna feel happy with my accomplishments sometimes i'm not because i'm gonna have ambitions and i want to get more out of my life Oh, that was like a, I guess kind of like a, a question that I asked to see what your perspective is on it. But I think that's something that we can, yeah. that's worth For the most discussing. part, I was happy. That's, I think that's something worth discussing yeah. about next time too, because. And I could tell you about the happiest time of my life and you're going to be very surprised when that was. And that's for a future episode. Happiest time of my life. So I, yeah, next episode, we're going to talk about the happiest time of our lives. So Albert, don't say anything. I won't say anything. We never had this discussion before. I think it'll be pretty interesting to share. For the viewers, listeners out there, take a moment to really think about what made you happy. What was the what was the happiest moment that you can remember? And think about why it made you happy. And I guess one good thing to do is try to identify those things and we'll be able to make our lives happier going forward. Albert's going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Sound good? Well, we'll try to share some of our personal experiences. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'll be you'll be very surprised with my answer, I think. It's, I think uh, some people maybe with mine as well, too. Okay. Well, now you got me interested. So, let's let's end this session and then we'll see you guys all next week, but until then, remember guys, stay curious, be humble, and don't forget, have fun. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>